Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's good, family? It's your boy, Just Blaze, host of the best NBA pod in the game, Above the Rim. Keep it locked each week and join myself and a special guest as we tackle the latest rumblings in the league. If it's happening in the NBA, you know I got you covered. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms and leave that five-star review. Let's get it. This man texted the coach nine hours, nine hours before the game to say, I might not be able to play. Who does that? Who does that? Nine hours? Nine hours. Do you know what you can do in nine hours? Do you know what you can do in nine hours? How many of y'all operate on four or five hours sleep? I'm trying to tell you a cat nap for an hour can make you feel like a new man. How about four? How about five? He's Joel Embiid. It's the playoffs. You trying to tell me he couldn't get to the facility and take and still get six, seven hours sleep? Ladies and gentlemen, you can take a nap while they wrapping your ankles. You can take a nap while they're giving you a massage. You can, get, you can take a nap while they're rubbing your knees. A pedicure, a manicure. It doesn't matter. You can fall asleep for all of that. I would know I've done it. And I'm not some metrosexual dude that needs all of that stuff, even though it looked that way sometimes because I like my massages now. Make no mistake about it. I like my massages. And my hands have always been magnificent, no question about it. But my feet, damn, it's needed work from time to time. So I've had my pedicures too. Talk about it. You are now tuned in to Above the Rim. Family, family. Back at it again. Welcome, family, to another edition of Above the Rim, episode 102. Brought to you as always by your honorable host, Justin, aka Just Blaze. And joining me this week, family, I got another special guest. As always, as I always do, one of my homies that I've uh, connected with in this podcast game, our honorable brother himself, um, all the way out on the West Coast. 
one of the hosts of one of the dopest pods you're going to hear out there, the Raw and Uncut podcast, host of the Raw and Uncut podcast, my dog, my homie, Akeem. What's good, my brother? How you living? Man, what's good, fam? Oh, man, I'm living great, man. Uh, it's an honor to be back on the show, man. I made it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I made it in this thing, baby. <laughs> I appreciate you coming through, man. Double time for the second time, so you know after the last one, I had to have you back. Because you've been talking a lot of shit on your Philadelphia 76 oh. so I had to. <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> been talking the spiciest of all spice you've been talking yeah. about. This yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Yes, sir. And um, family, as always, you can find Above the Rim anywhere you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, YouTube, lineups.com. To get in contact with your boy, you can always hit me up. Follow me on Twitter at JustBlaze underscore 513. That's J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E underscore 513. IG is JustBlaze513. On Facebook, search Above the Rim Podcast. You already know the drill. Email the show, Above the Rim, NBA Podcast at gmail.com. Call up to talk about it line. Leave a voicemail. 908-718-1592. And, uh, all right. What can they, uh, what can the family find you, my brother? Hey, man, I'm Rowan Uncut everything. So, RowanUncut.com. Um, I'm Rowan Uncut for the IG and the Twitter. Um, just Google me. You know what I mean? Google me. <laughs> just Google me, man. Talk I'm about in that it. thing. Talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm in there. Yes, sir. So, man, so... Let's get right into it. Who's around the NBA right now? Um, so I had a little break, two-week break, two-week, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a hiatus, a little sabbatical, whatever you want to call it. And um, opening night schedule has been released. Christmas schedule has been released. A couple of interesting uh, tidbits there on on opening night. They uh, The NBA has announced it's going to be the Raptors, it's going to be the Pelicans. And uh, Zion's debut game headlining the season, which is uh, kind of crazy to me. I mean, I, I, I would have, me personally, I would have liked a more intriguing first matchup for the, uh, I mean, it's not really an East Coast game because it's technically in New Orleans, but they usually do it East and the West. But me personally, I know it's a lot of Zion hype right now, but for me personally, I would have liked a little bit more intriguing matchup for that uh, first game. What were your thoughts on that, uh, on the first game, Marquis? I mean, I mean, I I just want to see Zion play, man. I'm gonna be honest. Me too. Man. Like, I, hey, I don't I don't care if he was playing the Suns, bro. Like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> hey, I want to see what he do because he was killing in college. So I want to see what he does when he when he when when they can scheme, they can trap him fast, long, just mm-hmm. as athletic. Well, I don't know if it's just as athletic, but they're gonna be skilled. I want to see that. So I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I didn't take. I didn't even take no heat to it. It wasn't no problem for me. That's true. That's true. Maybe, maybe I'll be a little harsh because I do want to see. Actually, I, re- I really do because he had a very limited uh, summer league. He only played it one game, I believe. So not a lot of reps in it. A lot of people are saying that he's he's he came. Well, he's going into camp. Hopefully, he'll be healthy by then because he is dealing with a knee issue. So we hopefully um, that he recovers from there. So I'm. It's true though. I, I, I agree with you. I am excited to see him. Um, in the game, well, maybe it's because the sting is taken out of it with the Raptors and Kawhi leaving. That's probably what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, and in the second game, we got the LA Civil War. We got uh, the Lakers and the Clippers. I'm Both excited about that, man. I'm excited about that as well. But I don't think it's going to be too much juice in that first game because I, I still feel like it's going to be a little feel out game. And it's the first game. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
I mean, I don't know. It just depends on how we want to look at it, man. You know, I, I think Kawhi Leonard personally is is going to go out there and try to show that, hey, I'm I'm better than LeBron James. Mm. You know what I mean? Then Paul George is going to come out and say, hey, um, yeah, AD can play, but uh, I'm better than him. You know what I mean? And I think they're going to come out and try to make a statement. And, and, and hey, they're in the same stadium. Whose stadium is it, game? You mm. know what I mean? It's my house. And I will come out, you know, I know it's footballish boy, but I'm coming out, man, with flags and people running. I'm, I mean, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you right now, man, it's gonna come, I'm coming out there who ride. But listen, that first game is about to be jumping. I'll tell you that right now. It, it, it damn sure is. But but I think I've been hearing a lot of rumblings that Paul George won't uh, won't be ready to start the season. Or he might not be ready to start the season because he's still recovering from the uh, shoulder surgery. So um, that's going to oh, be interesting to watch if he's not ready by then. Yeah, and, and it, it's going to be a uh, mental game if they end up winning without him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think they got more to lose. I think the Lakers got more to lose in that game. To be honest with you, you know, LeBron's teams normally take about a year or two to kind of get that chemistry going because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of play his style of game. I don't think he can play the up and down game anymore. Mm. Um, so it's half court. Pass to the AD, AD go to work. That's probably how it's going to kind of look. I mean, they're going to get some transition buckets, of course, but. Well, it's, well, it's going to be high energy because everyone's going to be ramped up or amped up in the first game as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not sold on that that Vogel character. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> God, I'm not, I've never been sold on no Frank Vogel. I've never been sold on this guy. I mean, he never. can't stay anywhere. That Nobody likes him. Indiana. I mean, he, he improved the Kings, but was I think the Kings are just ready. You know what I mean? So He was on a Magic, too. Oh. oh he did yeah, he's Magic. <laughs> and, and, then, and Jason Kidd is really the, the head coach. We all know it. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that dynamics works out, man. Is well, you know that's going to be a so popular season. ESPN going to continuously put that lake of coverage on. We know that. Oh, yes. well, I'm in the West Coast. So imagine it's on oh, every yeah. network and station you can imagine. Oh man, I already know it's out of control. You know how they overrate them Laker boy. Yeah, Lakers and Cowboys. Yes, Everybody. Um, and X and the uh, the Christmas Day schedule also is uh, Clippers and Lakers as well. They got the Pelicans and Nuggets. They got the uh, Celtics and Raptors. The Bucks versus your Sixers, which I think will yeah. be the most intriguing matchup of uh, on Christmas Day. And then they got the Rockets and Warriors. So um, I'm looking forward to those games as well. And I think it's a nice little litmus test between the Bucks and your Sixers to see. Who's at the top of the East at that point? Yeah, and and, and I don't think... I mean, they are the second best team in the East. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I will say that it's going to be... Wait, who's the you second know, best? So, the Milwaukee Bucks are the second <laughs> best team. <They're> not, <laughs> come on, man. I, I know people. I know... Look, man. Well, we're there. Look, Ben Simmons... MB's more mature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobias is ready to go. He's going to be more comfortable. Uh, then we got Josh. Come on, man. And, and, and let's just be real, man. Like, <laughs> the, the whole squad. Wait, man, wait, we wait, ready wait, to wait, go. wait, wait. Hold on. I know you're about to get into it right away. Let's let's break before we get right into that. All right, man, because, hey, you brought it up. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're right, you're right, because we got a whole episode episode yeah. of that, and I'm ready for that. But uh, really quick, I wanted to touch on this really fast. Um... Mellow on first take, really quick. Oh. Yeah, so this was a very nice, interesting piece of news that we got last week. It was uh, last Friday. I wanted to briefly discuss Mellow this episode. I'm going to be I'm gonna be talking about it a lot more um, in the next episode because I'm probably going to have Mellow Ream on here because, you know, he's a 
um, Mellow all day, every day. He's got to gotta get his yeah. thoughts out. Um, yeah, I like Mellow though, man. Yeah, me too, man. And um, yeah, so if you don't know, if you're living under the rock, Mellow, Mellow had a, uh, he went on first take last week to do an exclusive interview with uh, Stephen A. And in, in an attempt to do what I would like to call damage control to me, um, so long story short, he did a an impressive, I would say, one hour interview, essentially mm-hmm. trying to debunk some of those narratives around him about him wanting a farewell tour, how the Houston Rockets front office, they showed their ass and they snaked Melo off the roster, um, that he's been working hard, he's been training, ready to get back and leave, regardless of role, fit, whatever the case may be. And um, my personal thoughts, um, I basically, I think it was a smart move by Melo. I think it was a great move for him to finally get into him, finally hit a, for the public to hear him speak on, speak on it. And um, I feel like he should have done this a little bit earlier, but this is fine. Either, either case may be because it's getting towards the end of summer. I would have liked him to do, have done this at the start of free agency because I think it would have done pretty well for his image and his perception. And, and it's seeming like that it's been received fairly well um, from the public. But I'm happy that he got this off his chest and, and hopefully I feel like it does work out for, for Melo. And I know for damn sure Melo should be on a roster right now because it's out of control. And, yeah. um, and hopefully it does fend off some of the stigmas around Melo right now from some of these casual NBA fans, I'll call them. I think Melo was washed up. Yeah, man, I really think, you know, because I'm first and foremost, I'm a huge Mellow fan. You know what I mean? Already from Syracuse, man. And, you know, I think he should have left Denver. That's his, you know, that's neither here or there. But what I'm saying, man, the whole Houston situation, to me, just screams scandalous. Oh. You know what I mean? Didn't didn't call him. Mm. Just, I mean, he found out in his hotel room ready for a game. I mean, come on. Are we serious? Like, how unprofessional is this? And then, and then I think, I think they were really leveraging the fact that this, the media has already been talking bad about him. You know what I mean? And I think they, they kind of already figured, like, hey, we can do this because he doesn't have a good, you know, track record anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we can, we can get rid of him, and he's, he's I just don't, on thin I don't get ice it already. Basically, yeah, I don't get it. Like. And, 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 and it was, makes it even worse. Everything after this interview, not a rocket came out saying anything to rebuke what he was saying. Mm. So that that just tells me that all he, what he was saying was facts. Yes. And if that's the case, if I'm James Harden, if I'm the, some of these cats in that organization, and I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm after this year, I'm looking to go yeah. because. Mm-hmm. Like the organization is is scandalous, man. They do that to him. They do it to anybody. Oh yes, and the fact that first of all, there was a lot of snakeage going on at this time. There was a lot of backhanded things going around behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and I feel like James Harden isn't receiving enough of the blame for this because I don't think anything around that organization happens without at least a little heads up. James Harden or something like that because he is a franchise player and you see Daryl Morey Morey, how he does everything that James Harden asks him to do. You see he wanted Russell Westbrook, he made it happen for him to get Russell Westbrook. Didn't care who he got rid of the team it it didn't matter at that point but the fact that how they move the Houston Rockets 
Um, I definitely didn't like how the how how they they did that to Melo, especially how he told him and he said basically we no longer need your services after ten games in. Like the way that was whole orchestrated was really it was really suspect. And then they didn't come out and speak about it till about a game after I believe the next game. So it was a lot of uh, backhanded stuff going on right there, and I definitely didn't like how that went down, especially the the was going on this summer as well with them saying they're not going to trade Chris Paul and then they eventually traded Chris Paul a few weeks later. So there's a lot of question marks around that Houston Rockets front office that I'm not uh, too fond of. Yeah, I agree, man. And also I agree with you with James Harden not getting enough um, of, of, of the... He should be getting a lot of that blame. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, this is, look at his history from Dwight Howard... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he got him out of there. Then then all of a sudden, then CP3, all oh, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then like Melo's situation. Yeah, Melo's situation. And then and then now you got Russell here. If this don't work out, man, can't, James can't play with nobody. That's what I'm saying. I mean, th- there's a problem with him, I guess, sharing the spotlight. I guess sharing the leadership, I guess. But I don't know. I just think, I think it has something to do with his legacy, man. Uh, yeah. It's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, if you think about it, I think he maybe not taking it. He, maybe he's not taking any accountability for what he does in games for losses. You know what I mean? Maybe he's trying to put it on somebody else. You know what I mean? And, you know, have a, a, a scapegoat. You yeah. know what I mean? It always looks like the Rockets have a scapegoat to when their the seasons don't go as planned, honestly. It always seems like they have one or someone is anointed as a scapegoat. So, we, we know what the problem is, man. Oh, yes, that coaching. Coach, <laughs> easily, without a doubt. Man, I don't know what's going on out there, but <sighs> I, I, I don't know, man. Episode on that, man. I can't, I can't yeah. sit here and rant on those boys right now. <laughs> um, so let's get to your 76ers because that's what we here for. That's what we yeah. came here for. Yeah. Um, yeah. your boy. So I brought my man Akeem on here today, really to dive into uh this, his 76ers because this, like I said, this man has been talking the spiciest of spice. Um, well, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know what I mean? <laughs> when it comes to his 76ers, and some of it is warranted. I'm not going to front. He he, he, he definitely uh, has reason to. So um, so let's dive into the offseason because they had a uh, quite the eventful offseason. Mm-hmm. We sound Tobias, 180 mil. Uh, huge. Five, huge deal, five-year deal. Mm-hmm. Signed Al Horford, 109 mil. Uh, huge. Huge. Mm-hmm. Acquired Josh Richardson from the Miami Heat in the Jimmy Butler deal. That was big time. Solid mm-hmm. acquisition. They signed uh, Kyle O'Quinn under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. I like him. I like him too. Trey mm-hmm. Burke. My man Trey Burke, which I'm a huge fan of coming out of Michigan. I really okay. like I okay. really like Trey Burke. So I think he's going right. to be a solid pickup for you. And um, you guys re-signed that bum, uh, James Ennis. <laughs> Scrap uh, I don't right. know why you think James, James hit big shots in the playoffs for us this year, man. <sighs> well, this, I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. talking about James Ennis from from him being on the Rockets. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see James that, Dennis but I'm talking about for us. Clumsy. He ass. gave us great defense, great minutes. You know what I mean? He, Did he really? I mean, man, he gave it is clone to me. Oh man, he was. <laughs> No, Corey Boer's trash. <laughs> James Ennis gave us something off the bench, man. I think, no, he, I'm taking Corey I think in one game man. he had like 14 points, man. He, he, he was he was open. I'm not a fan. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I, I, I dig it. This, this guy's left my team. I can say the same. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I can't deal with Corey Brewer 2.0. But um, you guys lost Jimmy Butler, lost JJ Redick, big losses, which I think can be understated right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna start off with you, Akeem. So you tell me, what grade would you give the 76ers for their offseason, in your opinion? Well, I mean, losing Jimmy, I mean, I cannot give us an A. You know what I mean? I, I gotta give us a B plus. Um, I think losing somebody like Jimmy, you know, they, from what I was, what I read, I, I read a lot on it, is that they didn't want to give him the max. Mm-hmm. And and I don't blame him. I mean, he's 35. I mean, not 35, but he's 30. And he wanted a max deal. I think he wanted five. So I, I just didn't see us paying that. I, we don't know if he was on decline around 33. I mean, it'd probably be hard to trade him at that time. I mean, I didn't, I, but at the same time, the East is wide open. It's his championship year. If we'd have had him back, um, you know, we, we would have been guaranteed to go to the finals, I think, you know, with that. But I think losing him bumps our grade to a B plus. Now, I will say, re-signing Tobias, getting Trey Burke, I like Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we got some young talent Um around too man I, mm-hmm. like you know Z- Zaire Smith nobody even knows about him but the dude the dude hoops yes and he was hurt last year yes. out of Texas Tech he was hurt he didn't get to see him last year he didn't get to see him and, and the, the cat balls I mean very athletic shooting guard that can just flat out play and then we drafted a defensive specialist man this cat Man, this cat out—he—I he, don't know if you've seen the summer league yes. with him hooping, man. But he's a hooper. No, he is. And he's he's very athletic. He plays some. He plays some strong defense, and um, yeah. he's, he yeah. definitely has a development offensive game. So I do think I do believe he deserves some PT this year. He definitely should. Yeah, um, my man, my man, jo- uh, my boy Bolden. Oh he's yeah, a beast. Bolden. Yes, jo- him too. Jo- yeah, bench uh, guy. What's his name? Jonah Bolden, I believe, right? Yeah, Jonah Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. Bench guy, 6'10. Mm-hmm. UCLA, baby. <laughs> um, so you gave him a B plus. Me, when I did my evaluations, I gave him a B. Because I do feel like the 76ers, they made some quality signings that wouldn't rock their chemistry. But I'm just not a fan in particular of the guard play for you for your boys right now. I thought you guys could have done a better job in that department in terms of guard play. Because what I see right now is I, t- I see a team full of slashes and a team full of quality big men. So, so last year, I saw I felt like the paint was a little bit too crowded last year with J.J. Redick as a shooter, with Jimmy Butler, who can shoot. He's not a shooter, but he can shoot. Shrieky. Um, shrieky shooter when, when he gets hot, when whatever the situation calls for. And I really thought the paint was a little bit crowded um, last year. But now... You insert Al Horford into that fourth mm-hmm. spot. Now you have to bump Tobias down to the three spot. You got Josh Richardson at the two. Ben Simmons, lack of jump shot at the one. He's working on it. He's working on it. We, we about to talk about that soon because I haven't mm-hmm. seen him on the gym. Mm-hmm. In the gym. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I'm going to give it a B because, and the reason why I'm going to give it a B because I, I feel like they could have easily, it easily could have been bumped up to an A, but I feel like me, I'm not crazy about the Al Horford pick. <laughs> and 
I know you've been screaming on Twitter. You, you're feeling the Al Horford pickup. You're screaming defense. You need lockdown, D. We got mm-hmm. seven footers. We got six ten. We got mm-hmm. six eight. I hear you on that. But the reason why I'm not a fan of the pickup because I feel like what you guys needed more so than another like five four because Al Horford can play the four, of course. But he, but I feel like he's best at the five. And I feel like you guys need to upgrade on the wing or upgrade it at the guard position. So for me personally, I would have went after re re reallocated those resources to go after a guy like a, a Malcolm Brogdon, somebody like that with the same type of money that Al Horford got. I think he got a little bit less. He's cheaper, younger, fits the style of play a little bit better, better so that you can allow Joel B to eat in the paint more. So, and he must be your number one option in, in order for you guys to win big. So I feel like I'm not crazy about this Al Horford shit here, but why are you so excited about Al Horford coming? Because I don't see it. Well, there's a couple reasons. For one, um, he's insurance in case MB can't play for 20-some games. True. You know what I mean? If he can't play for 20-some games, we're not going to lose a beat. We're going to come in there and we're going to ball. That right? We going yeah. So that that's insurance. And then, and then number two, when we play the Milwaukee Bucks, they got a name, they got a guy by the name of the freak. And Al Horford, and Al Horford is going to he's going to physically mm. and veteran like out with him. And and that is where Embiid don't he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do it. And he can just go to work and do his thing, man. So that's two foes. And then also look at our lineup. We got 6'10", Ben Simmons. Okay. Then we got Josh. We got Josh Richardson. Richardson, what is he like? Six, 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 six seven? Six, seven, somewhere around the year. Okay. All Athlet- right. Super Tobias. athletic too. Yeah, super athletic. Tobias, six, nine, six, ten, somewhere around there. Then we got uh, Big Al Holford. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. He's 6'10". Embiid is seven feet. I mean, them arms. Just the arms are in in and out of the paint. I like the length. I mean, mm-hmm. huh? No, I said I like the length. I do like. Yeah, it. I'm just saying in general the defense. So what's going to happen? It's going to be some low scoring games because I I, I think the points are going to have to come from Embiid. Tobias is going to have to average twenty. Mm. Ben's going to have to average twenty. Um, I think I think Holford to give us fifteen, but he's going to give us fifteen and ten. You know what I mean? Like, and then, and then them 10 rebounds are probably going to where he's going to get his buckets. Mm-hmm. And he can hit a mid-range. If you want to double team MB, come on now. I, I see I see great things, man. So, right. so I knew you were going to bring that up. So I do agree with you on, on a lot of those points because the defensive potential is, is off the charts. So I'm not going to lie. So I, I'll be honest. If y'all are not top three defensive team in the league, there's a problem. Because yeah. you have all the makers to be a top-flight, top-notch defensive team, and I'm all for Al Horford. I do see the positives in picking him up. It's not. It's definitely not all bad of a signing. I just would have went a different route, but I do see the positives. And he's like a a low maintenance veteran, smart player that, like you said, will be able to defend Giannis. Because if we looked in the postseason, he really did. He didn't shut him down, but he did a great job. On um on Giannis in that, in that series against the Celtics, so mm-hmm. and, and then and then it helps that you know because Al Holford gave gives Embiid trouble. He does, yes. So so let's yes. imagine if he'd have been if he'd have been signed to get resigned with Boston or something mm-hmm. with Kemba coming over. He does, but see to me, my issue is that I think Tobias excels best at the four. 
because him at the four will allow you to have another shooter on the floor, even though Al Horford can shoot, but he's not a knockdown shooter. He's not a sniper. And when I look at that entire roster, there's not one sniper on that team. So when, so, you know, you need the driving lanes. You need them open mm-hmm. in order for Ben Simmons. Who's hold, on, hold on, hold on. So we saying Richardson is not a sniper? He's not a sniper, no. He's he above what, league average. He shot, what, 30, 36% from three or something like that? 35, 36? Yeah, he's pretty, he's, he's he's pretty good, man. Pretty average, but he's not a not, he's not a knockdown shooter. Is he a J.J. Redick knockdown shooter? No, but J.J., you see what he does in the playoffs. <laughs> J- J- so, J- I mean, I, I, I'm, only, I'm only going on. I'm only going on. What I would die test. JJ does tend tend to go to sleep um, during the playoffs, but it's because it it was a lot because of the offense that you guys were running, and you guys did run into great defensive teams in in the postseason. But mm-hmm. um, JJ Redick and the offensive scheme that you guys were running were pretty ridiculous. You know, I always say that all I see you guys running are dribble handoffs, dribble handoffs after dribble handoff to JJ to yeah, Jimmy. We're, we're definitely not doing that this year. They better not be because. Who you dribble handing off to this time? Uh, well, I see Avery Johnson is, is is one of our assistant coaches. So, oh really? I think some, yeah. I, I think some things like are going to switch up. Yeah. See that? I mean, I see with with this because you guys are a big team. So it's is a very tall, very athletic team as well. Um, Al Horford is still technically. I mean, he's not athletic, but he can still get up there. Al Horford. Um, but I do. I love the defensive potential here. But I'm just. <sighs> I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see what the, with the Sixers, I like it, but I don't love it. I, you get what I'm saying? So, so, so it's just like I said, it's insurance. So when Embiid doesn't have to play so many minutes, like dollar insurance, though. Yeah, I'm telling you, well, what's going to happen is Embiid is not going to play that many minutes. He's 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 gonna he's gonna have a huge drop in minutes during the regular season. He's going to be fresh in the playoffs. So the scheme is going to be that Al plays a lot of those minutes. So you will see Tobias at the at, at, the, at the, the the power, and then you're going to see our rookie at the small. Well, Zaire. So I'm, no, no, oh. Zaire's going to be the, the, the two. I'm, I'm I'm talking about what is his name, Montice. Um, yeah. oh damn, I'm forget his last name. Yes, I know who you're talking about though. And what is his top? top? Well, no, he he can't start. Well, he some game. Why can't he start? Why, why can't he start sometimes? Matisse, was it a thigh bowl or, or something? Yeah, I don't know how to say that last <laughs> name, man. Maybe he's he's got to get a couple buckets for me to remember that. <laughs> yeah, he get a couple buckets, man. He started doing some things, man. I'm going to remember it quick. But, word, word. <laughs> but what I, what I would say is, man, he's, he can play both sides of the ball. He can She's a spot-up three-point shooter. He plays excellent defense. Remember, he was defensive player of the year for two years in a row at, uh, at Washington. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, he, he's not a he's not a slouch. He can play ball, and and, and not just that. You know, I mean, if you want to, if you really want to go, we could put Zaire two and put Richardson at the three, and then we got shooters right there. You know what I mean? I, I mean, you're very optimistic. I love the optimism from you. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm just, I, lo- I love I love the optimism, but but can we talk about something that's more important? Okay. The bench. The bench, oh yeah, I mean the bench production is extremely suspect to me. So how how are you going to de- going to defend this lack of bench production to me? Because you seem to be I don't I don't, I don't see I don't see the lack I don't see you the don't lack see the lack. So, so like we talked about this before, right? So who's mm-hmm. the number one option coming off the bench? Well, obviously Brett Brown's going to have to stagger those starters a lot, and Al Horford's going to have to play a lot with mm-hmm. the second unit. 
and Clement at second unit, but he's not a go-to scorer, in in my opinion. Maybe Trey, you, Trey Burke can come off the bench and give us buckets. Trey Burke can get you some buckets, right? He can. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to come off the bench and give us some buckets. And, and, and okay, I'm going to say it. Mike Scott. Oh I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. Mike Scott come is, on, I mean, man. dog, 31 years old. Man, he's going to give us six to eight points, man. I'm, and, and don't be surprised if it ain't 10. You know what I mean? I'm just letting you know. I mean, Mike, Mike stop. He's, he's not a scrub. Okay. He's, he's not a scrub. I'm not trying to disrespect. He's not a scrub. But, I mean, you can't be relying. Are you relying on him to be a number two scorer off the bench? Because that shouldn't be. Any any production you get from a guy like Mike Mike Scott is a luxury or excess. Because what, what he brings to the table is energy. He'll, he'll play some defense because he can play some defense. You need a you need I'm a team on the squad. You need, you need one of those. Three. Three three point percent is last season, forty mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. And you see, also what I don't like, I don't like Embiid, Horford, and O'Quinn there as well. That's I think many. O'Quinn is going to be buried on the bench just a little bit. But then, what was the point of signing it? Well, like I said, if Embiid is if Embiid is out, then you got O'Quinn can come on for um, Horford. So we we all right, man, for out. Yeah, but you see, you see, the problem is. You keep saying if Embiid is out. Now, to me, now that's a problem if you keep saying if Embiid is out because the seven. Well, the, the reason why is I think they're going to really because I think he was fatigued, man. Well, and I think he, they go, yeah, I think he, he was, was. And, I, and I, he was, and I think he's out of shape. He has oh, to come in better shape this year. He was. He was out of shape, man. Oh, Let's just be real. For admitting that because when I say that, I, I, I feel like people think I'm attacking him when I say that Embiid was out of shape because he looked out of shape to me last year. Man, he was out of shape, bro. He was huffing. And he was just tired, man. And I think that's the reason why you saw that emotion when he lost the game because he felt he felt some type of accountability, man. Like, man, I, I'm not where I want to be physically because I, I could have just worked this all. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, it he should have been, been, but it's just what he wasn't. He wasn't there. I mean, our backup was Amir Johnson, man. <laughs> But is Amir Johnson? Did he come back to the Russell? I don't even know. He came back to the. He, he came back, man, oh, to the so Sixers. He's there too. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a lot of base you guys have. Damn, that's another base. Yeah, they gonna end up. I don't know if he'll last on the roster though. Yeah, that's that's a lot. So I'm glad you brought up Embiid because to me the team goes as far as Joel Embiid will take them. Obviously, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So last year, he's you, a superstar. Superstar. So last year, what twenty-seven and eleven, I believe he averaged two blocks. Um, was in the defensive play of the year running. Um, did you say? Did you say twenty-seven and eleven? I believe so. Yeah. Was it more or less? Thirteen. Well, oh, twenty-seven, thirteen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thirteen is a solid number. I can't. Well, listen, Embiid is a beast. That's no yeah. question. No three is his. He's three a monster. Is his. But yeah. is he? The best big man in the game right now. Oh, by far. And, and I, I know people Ooh, like... By far? They, yeah, they like the Joker and all that. Let me say this, man. One-on-one basketball mm-hmm. can can not nobody, I don't care who's on him, like, like even come close to tying his shoes, man. Like, he can shoot mid-range. He got finesse games. He can put the ball on the on the, on the ground for a couple. He give him, he gave you two, three dribbles. He and, and then at the end of the game, if you notice, he calls and begs for the rock, man. Like what big man does it? And he is and, and when he gets it, he tries to walk you under the hoop like Diesel. You remember what Shaq used to do? Oh wait, but stop! You cannot compare him to Shaq. No, 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 no. What I'm I'm, I'm just saying. He, 
there are Shaq like things that he does, especially at the oh, end of the game. He's Shaq. like brute force in the paint. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Okay. There's nobody physical. Like, there's no center physical like like Embiid in the league right now. That to like, me, Joke is his finesse. Yeah, that to me is his is his strength, that physicality under the rim. But but that also is is my problem with him because he doesn't utilize it enough. See, when you see Joel Embiid, right? And he's supposed to, like you always say, feed the big man. I always see you mm-hmm. like that. Feed the big yeah. man. Give it to him. But the mm-hmm. problem is that Joel Embiid doesn't always want to bang inside in the post. And a lot of times I don't see a baby jump hook from him nine times out of ten. He's more of a, to me, what he likes to do is he likes to face up. And that to me is an issue sometimes with Joel Embiid because I think he can be more effective than he already is at this mm-hmm. point. And Do you think that's him or is that coaching? A little bit of both. I would say a little mm-hmm. bit of both because uh, Brett Brown is not forcing it. But he the, should. But the problem is Joel Embiid, he should know better, though. Shouldn't he know better? It, it, well, I just think that's just a generation of big man shooting shooting jumpers, man. It's AAU basketball. And he drifts out I don't, a little too much, though. I feel like he's he's liking to drift out a lot. They run pick and rolls for him at, at the top of the elbow, at the top of the key. Like, what are we running pick and rolls with the big man at the top of the key for? And a lot of dribble handoffs and well as well. Man, he does isolate, mm-hmm. throw the ball down there. If they come kick, I mean that. I mean, it's easy basketball. But let me tell you the problem with that. And I think this is the reason why they don't do it. And the reason why I feel like they don't do it, because if they do double up, the person who's going to help with Jabella Embiid is always going to be Ben Simmons, man. Always. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that you can't rely on him kicking out to Ben Simmons, of course. So that also ultimately is going to be the liability on the court at that particular time. I agree, but these didn't cut to the basket or or put him behind him. Should be he, put him be put put him behind him then put 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 Ben on the opposite side of the floor behind him. Mm-hmm. If he, if you want to come from door cut, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, man, you gotta. It's basketball. It's not, you know, it's, it's not hard. Like, I don't, it's I don't. Not, to me, that's that's simple mathematics, not simple offensive execution, in my, in my opinion. But you see, the problem with that is, in order to I do agree. that, though, I agree with you gotta that. have three other shooters on the floor. Now, do you have three other shooters to place on the floor with Joel Embiid, with Ben Simmons, like you had last year? Because you had it. Um, I think, I think J.J. Redick was a huge, that was a huge one, but he doesn't play any defense, so I was cool with him leaving. <laughs> um, I think Richardson, I think Richardson is a below him, yes. Um, but I, but I will say, man, I don't, I don't see, I just don't see us dropping off because of because of Richardson, man. He's going to hit a lot of open shots. I think Tobias is going to hit a lot more shots. I think Jimmy had a lot of that. Should. I think I think Jimmy had a lot of the shots too, man, that um, towards the end of the game. He definitely was trying to close the game. I went, he did a really good job doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it was in the plan that Embiid couldn't close and neither could Tobias. I mean, so we'll see, man. I, I, I like, but, but you're so right. But uh, even if you're a superstar, you got to be able to beat double teams too, though. Yeah, you I mean, have to. you, you got to be able to beat double teams. So, uh, hey, get the ball to and him. He's not and let a bad to passer work. neither. He's, he's he's a solid passer. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's not. You know, Paul. You know, Marcus Hall or nothing. Oh but. no, no, no. Of course not. But but I mean, he can he can at least identify where the open man is. Simple basics. Oh, yeah, he's post. not. He's not. He has. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have total vision. Yeah, yeah. But next year, next year he's gonna be going for MVP though. Oh, oh. 
Spice. Well, he's got. No, nah, man, I'm not just throwing this out there, man. I'm just being real. Like he's going at one point last year, he was in the conversation. Oh yes, yes, yes. He definitely was. And with those numbers, that's nothing to sneeze at. Twenty-seven to thirteen, two blocks. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. Oh, and three assists. Three assists. Throw that in. So to me, his 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 best attribute will be his availability. I feel like next season. So if he can play seventy plus games. I think he's definitely can can be in a runner for MVP um, for sure. And I think also as well, with um, the departure of Jimmy Butler, I feel like Tobias Harris has to take the biggest step forward this season along with Joel and Ben Simmons because he's got to be a closer. I think he has to be a closer. And he's got to give you, I'm going to say realistically, I think Tobias has to give you 23 a night. I agree. I, I agree. Uh, 20 and above. Uh, he definitely has to be our closer, but I think I really think the Sixers are betting on the growth of Tobias and Ben Simmons this year. Yeah. So I think, I think by, I think by, by that, I think they're going to have to rely on them, man, early in the season um, to close games and to get some big buckets, man. I, I'm going to tell you, man, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited because our home <laughs> Crawford is a, he's a winner. He is. He knows how to keep things together, he's man. A winning veteran. And he's a, man. And, and let me tell you, man, he will mess around and get twenty and ten on the team. That that's just that just he's gonna be by himself, bro. Like, yeah. well, I'll tell you right I now, like, you guys should be eating on the glass. I'll tell you right now, you guys should never be giving up offensive rebounds. But that size on that roster. That's oh. why I believe when we play teams like the Lakers mm-hmm. in the West, match up we well play, with them. Actually, we match up well, man. And I'm telling you, like, like first of all, I don't know, like. Cousins, he he. I mean, he does not want to see Embiid. Like he doesn't. I don't care if he's healthy or not. Embiid's always walked him. Lavarcus Cousins. Yeah, yeah. Lavar over there, slow ass Demarcus. I'm like, please. And then and then AD, come on. Then we we got Al for him. You know what I mean? He's gonna. He's a he's a veteran. You we just don't have nobody. AD too, we just don't have you, nobody. You gotta stop hating on Anthony Davis, man. I like him. Hold on, man. He he is great power forward. Man, he's the best power forward in the league. Mm. Yeah. But he's not a center. He's not a center. No, man. he's not a center. He's a full. He's but they always full. compare him like he's a center. He's not a center, man. That's true. That is true. I, so mm-hmm. yeah. So Al, and then let's go down the roster. Ben is going to be on LeBron James. Yes. Yes, and I want you to take a look at those matchups when they play. Mm-hmm. So Ben, I'm not saying he stops him, but he does force him to make some terrible shots sometimes, man. You well, know what I mean? Sounds like you picking the finals already, Sixers and Lakers. Is, is that what? No, I mean? Clippers. I, I, I got. If you want to, you know what though? I don't know. Let me just. Let me take that back. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Just let me. Let me think about that. Hold on, reel that in, brother. Reel that in. <laughs> let me. Let me think about that before the season, man. I. I have some type of prediction okay. right now. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's it's a fan pick, man. And me to, you know, pick the Clippers, but. I hear you. I like Utah, and I like a lot of teams over there. Me too. Um, so I'm glad you brought up Ben Simmons because let's get it. Let's let's get into let's get uh, it to Ben. Let's Simmons. get it. Expectations for Ben Simmons, right? So we've been seeing Ben Ben in the gym this summer. My man Damo, um, who's who's usually on the show, he's a big fan of Ben Simmons. He's been telling he's been telling me and Reem, listen, Jay, but this is the year. Ben Simmons is about to make the leap. This is the summer. Next year is Ben Simmons' year. We've been seeing the videos. Him, uh, he's hitting jumpers. Uh, dunks, a few crossovers, but what thing is missing? I, I I don't know if I could respect these summertime jumpers from uh, Ben Simmons if they are not in 
Chris Brickley's gym, the mellow gym, that black ops gym. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I can respect this right now. Come on, I don't, man. I don't, I don't know, bro. Oh my god. I don't know. I mean, I, I see it. He's making a few. They looking nice. They look a little bit better. A few. You know, um, the mechanics, uh, it can still be worked on. But I see the confidence in a pickup game. It's not in a Brickley gym. It's in some random gym. I don't know who he's playing against because I don't see other NBA look like, players. It look like a high school gym. Yeah, mm. it do look like a little high school gym. But I'm not mad at it because I see him actually attempting to take them. Now, with the, will this confidence translate into the games next year because that's what's got to happen and you know that's the Achilles heel of the second I think I, I mean I think with our two bigs I he think he's going to shoot more more than ever I'm thinking about it man I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it in, in, in a game where Ben Simmons is going to have to shoot at least eight to nine jump shots a game man he's going to have to do that but he's so dynamic you know like I want you to really think about this, man, because I read this. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is a great rebounder. Yes. He's he's a great transitional player. Great. Mm-hmm. He's scoring 19 point, 18 points without shooting a jumper right now. Yeah. I think he averaged 19 passes, last year, 19, he, 7 to 7, he, something like that. Yeah, he passes very well. He does. So what I'm saying to you is, Everybody is looking at Ben Simmons and it's like, yo, just get a jump shot. It's like you can't see the greatness of everything else he does. Mm. So what I'm saying to you is all he needs to do is hit a couple jump shots mm. in the game and he may end up, he may mess around averaging 23. Can he hit those though? Uh, can he? I, I can't. I, I think he can, man. I'm I'm, I'm confident, man. He, so you gotta believe in these 20. videos. What is he? What is he like? 22, 23? He's just turned 23, yeah, right? Like, yeah, I think he's 22 or 23, one of them. I don't, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's 23. Yeah. He's 23. Okay. Man, he is 23 years old. Yeah, uh, I believe this is his fourth year coming to the league now. He just got he just got maxed out. Mm-hmm. So he's comfortable. Milli. He's comfortable. You know what I mean? I think this is going to be his year. Mm. I think he's going to come out. Okay. And he's going to be pulling jumpers. And he's <laughs> pulling got, jumpers. He's got, but the reason why is I think he's going to pull up. I ain't going to say threes. I don't think he's going to shoot threes, but he's going to pull up and shoot okay. elbows, mid-range, fadeaways. I think I think that guy, I'm going to bring him. I'm going to bring him up again. Mm. Al Holford. <laughs> he is a great locker room guy, yes. man. He is going to... Because yes. you can say Jimmy Butler was a great bat. He was not a locker room guy. And he was the veteran well, he wasn't of the team a great last year fit for that for the for that young squad. I don't feel like well, exactly. But he wasn't a great <clears throat> locker room guy. Do you know what Al Al is going to have him believing mm. in himself? Mm. Just this is just being a vet. Like I'm telling you, man, that's a huge pickup for us, man. And I think he's going to help Ben out in so many ways. But and also, what's going to help Ben out? Is he's not with that 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 Kardashian chick no more. I mean, he's going to be out there. <laughs> he's going to be out there pulling, baby. Mm. Yeah, that was a hindrance on him. I ain't gonna lie. It was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. I, I just think, man, I'm I'm, I'm hearing you, just. Mm-hmm. But I will say this again. Just looking at what I've seen, I can only go on what I see. Mm-hmm. And he is very confident pulling them jumpers. Let me get NBA cats out there. They get them. They may no bums. He's going again. True. True indeed. True. So indeed. he's pulling on them. I hear you, and 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 when I look at Ben, I mean, to me, 
He's not the most skilled I've ever seen, but his mechanics are solid. He's a very good passer we spoke to. He's phenomenal in transition. Um, but to me, I always ask myself the question, is his production like directly correlated to his height? And when mm-hmm. I say that, and I think that's what we'll find out, we'll find out a lot this season. Because is he, I want to know, is he a big playing point or is he a point that just happens to be big and uses his height advantage? I feel like that's something that we're going to find out um, this, po- uh, this, excuse me, this postseason, this upcoming um, season for Ben Simmons. Because so, so why, why, why can he be a point, man? Why, can, you, can you break that down to me? Why, why is he, why, why, he's a point guard right now. See, because I think he's better suited at the three. To me, I think he's a he's better suited at the three where you don't have to rely on him on having that perimeter jump shot. So to me, if you put him at the three, right, and then you have another point guard that you insert into the lineup, someone else who can take away uh, ball handling responsibilities from him so that the defense can't key in on him and sag off of him and use that as a, basically a tactic to kill his confidence. So if he's if he's playing off ball, you get him on a few post ups. He's a phenomenal passer, phenomenal playmaker. And then you have, with him playing the three and 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 inserting another point guard, you have another shooter on the floor as well, which can also open up the floor for him a little bit better where he doesn't have to be on the ball at all times where they can use that, his, his lack of jump shot against him. So I feel like he'll be better suited at the three, me personally. So that's why I feel like... So, mm-hmm. so, so well, what about the fact that we were... 16 bounces on one rim away True. from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, and all I'm saying is they didn't stop Ben Simmons in that series. No, he like, had a really good still, and he played yeah, great he was, defense too. Yeah, and he was, he was, it was one game in that series where he had 30 when Embiid sit down. Mm-hmm. 30. So all, I, all I'm saying is, man, I think I think we're too hard on this young man. I think this year going into this year, he I, I, I love what your boy said, man. This is his year. Yeah. Like, I think this is his year. He has five years. Him and, look, just think of our core the next five years. Yeah. Our core is there to oh, buy us. locked up for, for yeah, a Yeah, we, we, we nice, man. That's, we that's, nice. I, I do think Ben Simmons will will definitely improve the season. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know about him him shooting eight jump shots, but I think he's gonna probably take about four or five, and maybe hit one or two out of those four or five. Hopefully, and I think he just needs to find a little teardrop, and I think he'll be fine. At least a little teardrop will be nice for him as well. I'm gonna throw this out there, man. I, I really think our bench could use Carmelo Anthony, man. Mm. I think he would come. Yes, I think I think he'll be great coming off the bench and play a little uh, power forward for us, man. Yes. Like he he would great. I mean, he'll be great for us, man. Could you imagine that? Come I don't on, know why Elton Brand isn't calling him up there? I mean, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why. I can name 50, 15 teams right now that can use Carmelo Anthony oh, coming off the bench. A hundred percent, I'm off the bench. He can still get you fifteen a night, easy. And him also learning from uh, a guy like Tobias, who's a practically a baby mellow. Learn from him behind the scenes. And I think, you know, Melo was already being a, a, a like a, quote unquote, kind of like a developmental coach. Not really a coach, but the summer workouts, a lot of guys are going to Melo. So I think Tobias will benefit. I didn't greatly. know that. Yeah. And he, Kuzma went over to the gym. He was working out Kuzma the other day. And um, I forgot who else went over there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was getting some post moves from Melo. Uh, I love Donovan Mitchell, man. Yeah, yeah. Spider Mitchell. So it, it there was a few guys. So I think Tobias will be will be a great um will be great learning on the mellow as well so um Philly could definitely use mellow so yeah. I wanted to ask you man um championship or bus for Philly 
this season. Is it championship or bust? I think what I think I think all the dominoes fell perfectly for the Sixers to go to the finals. So I I, I do think it's championship or bust. Okay. Um, I think at least I think I think at least get to the finals though. Like you you mm-hmm. uh, you know if we get beat in the finals that's something different. But I think we have to go to the finals. Like it's no losing in the East. Like we're mm-hmm. a better team, and you probably don't believe it, but. Let's be real. That was a huge loss um, for the for the Bucks to lose. Oh boy, they went to uh, where did he go? Oh, Malcolm Brown. Um, yeah, he yeah. Left. Pace, oh no, that was a yeah. huge loss. Huge oh, loss, bro. Huge. And, and, and they think they're gonna whoop us? No, that, that was, was a huge loss. Come on, man. Come and on, they, man. They replaced him with Wesley, Mas- Wesley Matthews, but it's not the same because Malcolm Brogdon is a very, very good player. He's an excellent role. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the Pacers, man, be careful. Yeah, they're a solid team too as well. When Oladipo mm-hmm. gets back, they're gonna be a solid force in the East. Yeah, well, um, I think, I think, mm-hmm. I think we're going to the finals, man. I don't see, okay, I don't see anybody stopping us, man. I think, you know, we're gonna be the number one seed. If we happen to be the number two seed, then we're gonna we're gonna beat everybody that plays us, man. I just don't. The only team, the only team that I think is is you know. Like we don't really know about right now is, is Boston. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see how they look, you know, because I think Tatum is going to take a, a step forward. And yes, I agree. I think he, I think he's going to play a lot better without um, Kyrie around because um, he did before. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Rozier loss, that's another loss. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting in the East. So, and I think injuries are going to dictate a lot what goes on in the East as well. Um, yeah, so we had a uh, so I went out on Twitter and I said, Can we get some a uh, couple of 76ers questions? So I'm gonna read about two of them that we got. Um, mm-hmm. so from what's his ad name? Um, Fasola Dorain. I know I'm not saying that that right, but you know who it is. He said, Um, basically, he was the first question that we had. He said, Fellas, what if uh, Kawhi didn't hit that shot? How far do the 76ers? Go last season, and to me personally, I actually think your boys go to the finals last year. If Kawhi, I think so. That shot. I think that shot was so important for so many reasons, and for so many things that happened that transpired after that and this summer. I think um, maybe Jimmy doesn't leave if you guys head to the finals. Maybe Kawhi doesn't leave because maybe he doesn't feel fulfilled because he didn't didn't win a title yet, losing on a, a shot like that or something. So I think that that shot was so important, uh, and I think it changed the complexion of a few teams and. Eastern Conference for this summer, and I think your boys, you definitely do go to the finals if Kawhi doesn't hit that shot last year. I'm not gonna lie. Definitely agree. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and I think we probably win it because I think we would have beat the Warriors. They was hobbled. We definitely would have without KD. They wouldn't have beat us. I Man, they wouldn't even have a chance. We beat them with KD in a regular season. But the problem is Embiid. Hopefully, he would have been healthy in that series because you guys would have needed him. Yeah, I think for the championship though, he's he Embiid got he got hard man. I, I think he gave us everything he had. But you're Totally right, man. I think we'd have we'd have walked to the finals. Yeah. Um, nah, I think it, though, I man. think it would have been tough. In shape, in you're right, shape. man. He's definitely out of shape. I think he needs to lose about maybe 15 pounds, man. Mm, I could see that. He's he's got to get a little a little bit leaner, a little bit quicker down there too. Yeah, but it's be just leaner. He should be it's just better basketball shape, man. It's, that's bad. Definitely, I agree. Um, so yeah, so that's gonna be interesting leading up to uh regular season. I know you're excited for your 76s. I'm excited to see how this uh this roster construction is gonna gonna work, man. It's definitely gonna be interesting to watch for sure. Yeah. Um so let's get to this crossover segment. Not a game, not a game, not a game. Uh, We're talking about practice. So I'll be throwing out player comparisons from different eras. 
Uh, my man mm-hmm. Akeem asks his GM and he tells me who he would take out of the two in their proms if he was building a team. Uh, first up, I know I had some good ones for you last time. I think I had Kevin Johnson in the one last time for you, right? KJ, baby, yeah. Sacramento <laughs> legend. Yes, sir. Still slept, on by the, still, still slept on, by the way. Um, yeah, Hall of Fame, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, first up in this crossover segment, uh, Tony Parker. Are you taking a building a team, taking a prime Tony Parker or a prime Stevie franchise? Let me give you the mm. stats. Tony Parker, 15 points per game, two rebounds, five assists, one steal, 49% from the floor, four-time champ, finals MVP, six-time All-Star. Stevie Franchise, 18 points per game, five rebounds, six assists, one steal, 42% from the floor, three-time All-Star, one-time rookie of the year. Ah, right, you building a team. Got both of these boys in their prime. Tony Parker, Stevie Franchise. Who are you taking? Build your squad. Man, I, I always like Stevie Francis, man. I, mm. But 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 I, I gotta go with Parker. I mean, I Ooh, I just okay. like I like Parker, man. When he was in his prime, oh, he was cold blooded. Yeah, he was cold blooded. Mid range, Jimmy, go by you with the hesitation, pull up, great team player, pass to everybody. Oh man, he was. He was spectacular, man. I, I like Francis, though. Him and Catino when they was out there, man. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just just him and his bounce. I mean, him, he was, man, he, he was like a, he was like a, if he didn't get injured, he would remind me of Kevin Johnson a little bit. He was, he was on that level. Yes. Um, yes. He just, he just got, he was just getting injured, man. And I, I, I don't think he kept himself in shape. And I, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie, man. I think he smoked a lot, man. I seen him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I seen him. Um, you know, he he was cool with Isaiah Ryder. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, so when he was he used to come to the West Coast for the games, man. Isaiah Ryder was in the Bay, man, just hanging with him. You know what they were doing, man. So I, I just don't think he was fully, fully, fully invested. Hmm. That that could be true. Listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at that. I can't disagree with any of that that you're saying. Definitely. Who you got? Um. I'm going Stevie Franchise, my brother. Really? I'm going with Stevie Franchise. <laughs> Prime Stevie Franchise. I'm going with Stevie for his explosiveness because that was a mm. big fan of the franchise. And I feel like if a player like Stevie Franchise in this era, I think he'd get you 25 and 8 easy. I think he was a yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal scorer, yeah. killer crossover. His offensive game to me was top-notch. He, he, he did lack some, I would say, uh, uh, defensive awareness. I think he wasn't really... Um, I would say, what's the word? I, I want to be careful with the words that I'm using here. Yeah, I don't think he was really invested on the defensive end because he wasn't committed. Yeah, he wasn't committed on the defensive end because I always felt like he didn't, he didn't, uh, he definitely didn't live up to his potential. But I always thought that he was one of the most, most talented point guards um, to play. And, and I loved his explosiveness, man. He had a nice Jimmy, nice mid range, a nice little pull up. So I'm going with Stevie Franchise for me. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that though, because I'm not gonna lie. I had a I, that was really a. Good I like TP though. I like TP. Uh, he's he's a winning player. You know, th- th- there's certain players that are just winning players, and that's what he is. Man, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it, man. Oof, almost one made me want to just <laughs> switch up. You know, <laughs> but I'm a, but I'm but I'm, but I'm a key Parker man. Okay. I, I, I think he was a he was a lethal rejection. Can't himself, go wrong, man. man. You can't go wrong. Yeah, he was a killer. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up, taking a prime Draymond Green or a prime Chris Bosh. Let me give you the career stats. Draymond, 
Nine points, seven rebounds, four assists, one block, one steal, 43% from the floor, three-time champ, three-time all-star, one-time defensive player of the year, three-time all-defensive first team. Chris Bosh, 19 points per game, eight rebounds, two assists, one block, 49% from the floor, two-time champ, 11-time all-star. Building a squad, you taking Draymond or you taking Chris Bosh, bro? Who you got? Yeah, it's not even close, man. I, I'm taking Draymond Green, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not a prisoner at the moment, but but I'm a I'm a Draymond Green fan. Like, I'm a are. huge, huge Draymond Green fan. And I'm so happy he got his money. So let me go ahead and give a shout out to the Warriors paying his man his money. He is he is probably the most just unselfish like star we have in the league, man. He is an absolute bull. Like who doesn't want someone who's on the team that does all the dirty work mm-hmm. and, and not just that man he's like a he's like a new age Dennis Rodman oh, like this is. cat yeah this this cat will get up under your skin he's he, he he's just he plays mind games man and then he got game around the rim man and I mean I mean I like a dog he's a dog yes and, and, and I don't, I'm just wasn't really feeling I mean, in Georgia Tech, um, you know, Bosch was nice, man. I liked him. Um, but but when he came in the league, he just, like, the elbow little pull-up was a little pretty jumper. He just wasn't physical. Wasn't, you know, I, I just, I don't even know if LeBron didn't go there. What, what, would his, what would his game totally look like? I just didn't see it. He didn't hit no big shots for me. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see it, man. I wasn't really a. I'm not a huge Chris Bosh fan, man. I, I'm. He's soft. I hear you, and I and I agree. I agree with you. Know, remember Shaq called him the RuPaul of big men. You know <laughs> did they? Did they say that? Yeah, I Shaq. Didn't even know. <laughs> Shaq. Right now we call that Shaq I remember, I remember when Shaq said that he he was wilding. He uh, said that Chris Bosh is the RuPaul of big men. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. <laughs> Come on, that's that's disrespectful. You couldn't get no more disrespectful than that. You couldn't get no more disrespectful than that. But not just that, that's spot on. But with all that being said, right? I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of either one of these dudes, right? So that's why I put those two together. I'm not a fan of either one of you. But I'm not gonna lie though. I'm gonna have to disagree with you here, bro. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree here because you taking RuPaul up? Oh man! <laughs> uh, listen, because uh, with that aside, because he's 100 percent right on that. He's 100 percent right on that. I think um, Draymond he has the most diverse skill set, right? The, the most diverse skill set out of out of those two, and I and I'll give him the nod on that. But the reason why, and this is the only reason why I'm picking Chris Bosh, because if I'm a GM and I'm building the team. Um, I don't think that Draymond Green could be your second best player on a championship team. But I think Chris Bosh can be your second best player on a championship team if you had the right number one. Feel like he can be. And I do love I love Draymond's green, but I, a lot of people know I give a lot of shit to Draymond because I do think he's a little overrated and he wouldn't be as overrated. Great. A little bit, a little bit, yes, because if he didn't have those all world history historic great shooters on his squad. He wouldn't... He, and, he and can't help that. Had he can't help that. Yeah, I mean, no, that's true. That's why I can't fault him for that. He does He does play his ass off and for his role, he's a superstar in his role, which I do give him credit for. And I just feel like he wouldn't be as effective without those two shooters and also he wouldn't be as effective if he had another 
point guard who actually facilitates and controls the offense, which Steph, which Steph Curry does not do, and which he does allow Draymond to do. So it exactly those three, him, Clay, and Steph, are a perfect pairing for for their skill set. So I'll give him that. But I don't feel like Draymond will be at his full potential on every other team. So that's why I would have to go with Chris Bosh because I do feel like he can do a little bit more for me. And he can give me 20 a night, 20 and 10 a night, which I would like for my second best player on, on a championship team. Wow, man, you know, I mean, I, I get it. You know what I mean? But man, I'm, not mad at you I'm starting to notice that. some things. I'm starting to notice some of your picks, man. They all is always offensive oriented. No. Doesn't care about defense. <laughs> like I'm sorry. That's that is that is James Harden. No. You know no, what I mean? No, but, but these two, well, Tony Parker wasn't a defender. Stevie Francis. Well, he wasn't a defender, no, but I mean you you, you still went the opposite way. I'm I, shocked. I did force explosiveness. But see, for me. It's because I was never a big fan of Draymond. You're a, big, you're a Draymond guy. I'm not. Man, I like the dog. He I like that part dog. about him. That about, listen, demeanor, mentality, that intangibles. I'm taking that over Chris Bosh any day of the week. I Man, he plays defensive. When he was he ever defensive player of the year? Who Draymond? Draymond. Yeah, yeah, he did win it. Yeah. Oh come on, man. Come on, man. What what, what, what is Bosh for? First team. He was an 11 time All Star. He averaged 20, damn near 2010 for his career. He's 19 to nine. Who's this, Chris Bosh? Yeah. Yeah, that's Chris Weberish. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was. But listen, they, 20 and 10 those... nowadays is what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not it's not as difficult to get 20 and 10 nowadays. But... I mean, nowadays, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why Chris Weber has been overlooking. Years ago, he was getting that 20 and 10 Heat days, Toronto Raptors days. Huh. Yeah, man. He, he saw. I don't know. Yeah, we, we can. <laughs> you're, not, you're not checking for RuPaul. you <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny, man. Yeah, look that up. I'm not gonna lie. I know, said it. It I, know I know you took you on your basketball game, man. I'll never question that. I know, I know he said that's how Oh funny. man, it was hilarious. I couldn't remember you said that. Um yeah. but um yeah, brother. Uh, so so we definitely gonna be uh checking into your 76s most definitely because we in we are in for a very intriguing season. Um, moving up in the NBA and, and, and your boys are going to be heavily scrutinized 76 because they're at the top of the food chain at the East so it's definitely going to be interesting to watch man and, and you're definitely going to be back on here again for sure talking about them sixes because I'm ready to trash those boys if they're not doing well so and I appreciate it man I'm going to tell you mark mark my word man if we go to the finals mm. I'm going to let you know I'm flying I don't care where we at mm. I'm flying at one of them finals games oh. man, I'm already Okay. I'm, I'm, hey, hey, man! Uh, I'm not a broadcast, Talk so I make it. cool little money. I told myself I'm gonna treat myself yes. to one of them finals games, man. Yes. We go to the final. I'm at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm telling you, man. I'm we're gonna be to there. there. If it's in Philly, I'm trying to get over there because that's that's right over here. Oh yeah, how long is that from you? Uh, about three hours. Yeah, oh, that's, you that ain't bad. yeah, it's not bad at all. It ain't bad, that's man. Cool. You good? Yeah, yeah good. So, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch, brother, for, um, for sure. So before we get on out of here, man, so tell the family where they can find you at. And um, make sure y'all go check out the Raw and Uncut podcast. Where can they find you, my brother? Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Raw and Uncut podcast, um, Apple uh, podcast. I'm on IR radio. I'm on TuneIn radio. Um, I'm on Spotify, man. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on uh, Google podcast. I'm on, man, I'm on, I'm on every platform. Everything. 
Yeah, I'm on every platform. I'm about to be on YouTube in a minute, but I do have a YouTube channel that you can listen to. Yes. Um, and also have a website, ronacutpodcast.com. Uh, and also, if you just want to, you know, just see this face, man, Google me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you know what I mean? Find that man. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one, of, one of my good brothers. So the family, make sure you definitely go out and you go support my man's podcast, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. And I was that. on there as well, so that episode is coming out soon. Uh, we did a nice oh, fire. on that. Fire. So, so um, make sure you uh definitely gonna check out this uh check out this good brother show, man. An honorable brother here, such as myself. So make sure the family go check that out. And um, brother, I appreciate you joining me, man. Once again, you know it's always a good time when you uh, when we chat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Appreciate you, buddy. Of course, most definitely. And um, family, that's episode one hundred and two, and we are. here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.